Columbus. Welcome back to the Columbus cast. I'm Laura. I'm Julia. And we got some exciting news this week. And I, I feel like this has been the first week in a while that I'm like, I'm not that I'm not excited to record the podcast, but I feel like I have, I'm excited to talk about some of the things. I feel like by the time you're, you're hearing this, it won't be like new news, but you can share our excitement and our joy because like this is something that we want to relive again and again. Like we're so happy. So anywho, what did you do last weekend, Julia? So I went to North Market Happy Hour on Thursday and mm-hmm. they have that at the Bridge Park one and the OG location downtown. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome because like a lot of different shops or vendors, I guess, in there have different deals and then they do deals on drinks and everything. So I think we got Preston's burgers. It was like $7 oh, for yum. a slider and um, fries. So it was so good. And then we also got like Jenny's had a deal at the downtown one and there was a nacho deal. And so we just sampled a bunch of different things. So hopefully we'll go to the Bridge Park one soon. But um, it was also funny because it closes so early. So it's yeah. just dead. Like we went at like five o'clock. It was dead. Like everywhere was closing down. So it was down. nice. You had like it to all to yourselves. Yeah, but it just felt very weird. It felt very like apocalyptic mm. if it if the masks and like it just because normally North Market's pretty packed because it's kind of in the heart of downtown ish. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, so that was kind of it was kind of weird, but it was very good. Highly recommend, especially when it's not crowded because that means you can park in, you know, no yeah, traffic. True. All the all the pros. And then I also went to Naughty Pine on Friday to get their green beer, and it was really good. We had a Reuben and the fried Munster. Ooh, fried Munster fritters, amazing. I love Naughty Pine. My first experience there back in like 2017 on the Ale Trail, it wasn't great. It didn't do it justice, but now Naughty Pine is one of my low-key favorite spots. Did you go? And their happy hour is awesome. It's like $3 beer. You know how much we love happy hour, Julia. Um, Did you go to get like a mark on your beer Ale Trail passport? No, I didn't because Hannah wasn't with me. Hannah, if you're listening to this, I didn't do it without you. She didn't watch the episode without you, Hannah. Yeah. Um, but are they on the Eltro? Yeah, they are. Okay, confirmed. Um, yeah, last weekend I also started my weekend on Thursday. I didn't like do anything. I just didn't work on Friday. And Friday I went to um, Bridge Park and I was at the North Market in Bridge Park. So <laughs> I hadn't been there since it opened, which it's been open for a while now, but I didn't really like have a reason to go up there. And it's really nice. It's like super modern. It, it just felt very like destination-esque. So that was good. And I saw a lot of the um, places that we talked about in there. Like there's Dos Hermanos. There was that um, creamery, cheat the black. Yeah. Fetish. And that just opened on Friday, right? Yeah. So that was there and it looked, I mean, there weren't, wasn't getting a ton of activity, but it looked good. There was like a bakery shop, um, all sorts of stuff. So it was really good uh, at North Market. And I posted on the Instagram this weekend, petition to call it like the northernest or the northernmost mo- market because it's like north of North Market. So it seems kind of counterintuitive to call it that. But we also walked over the Link Bridge. Um, because it's the link between Bridge Park and Old Dublin, as I like to call it now. Walked around the library that's still standing. It's opened like limited for pickup and just like a really like small amount of things. Um, but yeah, Dublin's still standing, doing great. Jenny's Jenny's had it was really funny. It had like two windows and you don't go inside, you just walk up to one side and you order your Jenny's and then they like hand it to you out another window. So it felt like kind of like Dairy Queen or something. Oh yeah. I like that Jenny's feels very COVID friendly. Yeah. They they take their COVID seriously, which we love to see it. Speaking of COVID, 
Dun, da, 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 shall we? Someone play the air horn. So my mom was kind of making this joke because my parents visited this weekend, but the Ohio slogan on like the big sign when you come in on 71 is Ohio, find it here. And now you can find the COVID vaccine because starting March 29th, all adults age 16 plus will be eligible to sign up for and receive a a COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. Um, So we're in like the last two phases of our plan. So this Friday, March 19th, Ohioans aged 40 and over with underlying conditions such as cancer, heart disease, chronic kidney disease, and obesity can schedule a COVID-19 vaccine starting the Friday after, March 29th. um, Oh, no, that's a Monday. March 29th is a Monday. Um, Anyone 16 and up will be eligible. And to assist with this rollout, because, you know, for most places, I can't speak for all of Ohio, but definitely for Columbus, um, the demand will be high, to say the least. Let's just say the demand will be higher than that of a 25-year-old gaggle of females looking for green beer on St. Patrick's Day. Feel me? (laughs) Um, So to help with this this demand, Ohio is opening up 18 long-term mass vaccination clinics um, soon around the state. Three- and four-day pop-up clinics are opening in Columbus and Cincinnati later this week and will provide complete vaccinations for up to 25,000 people. According to our buddy, depending on the day, Governor Mike DeWine, um, Ohioans aged 16 and over will be eligible for vaccines by the end of the month. Only the Pfizer vaccine has been approved for people as young as 16, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson is approved for 18 plus. So there you have it, folks. You can probably find more information at like ohio.gov or by Googling COVID vaccine. Um, If you're like us, you already have the website bookmarked and you refresh the page every five minutes to see when the portal's opening. (laughs) Yep. Um, But rest assured, um, it'll come soon enough. It's like Christmas. You blink your eyes and it's here. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very uh, nervous on how March 29th is going to go. Like I've already been. I think been... that we're going to break the internet just to guess. Oh, oh for sure. It's going to be – I'm hoping they open it up early for scheduling like past March 29th so you mm-hmm. don't have to wait. But we're, we'll see. We're mo- I'm monitoring the situation very closely. Yeah, we'll keep um, you updated. I think it too will depend on um, supply of vaccines. Like if we know that we'll have an influx of vaccines through April, like you probably can schedule it through then. But if they only know they have a certain amount, like they're probably not going to get your hopes up and schedule an appointment when they don't know if they'll have a vaccine yet. But I would presume that they're not dumb, but that's a, a wide sweeping presumption of, of a government establishment yeah. that they wouldn't. If 2020 taught us one thing. It's like, trust no one. Like <laughs> I was like, honestly, when I heard the news earlier this morning that it was opening, that, um, all Ohioans would kind of be able to schedule vaccine yeah. on March 29th. I was like, it kind of feels like, and by Easter, everyone will be visiting their families. Like that's, that's how I kind of feel about this news right now, but I'm still excited. It's that's still literally helpful. what I said to my coworker. I was like, oh my God, I can see my Nana for Easter. And they were like, yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, moving on. What do you got in the news, Julia? Okay. Some more, um, good news is fairs, festivals, proms, parades, uh, and more get the green light. Yeah, I know. I I do feel so, so bad for the high schoolers who weren't allowed to have their proms, but then people were allowed to throw their like super spreader weddings. Like that's not really fair. Um, anyway, 
So DeWine said on last Thursday that county fairs, festival, proms, parades, and other spring and summer events should be able to occur this year. Um, I'm most excited about the fairs. Hooray for the fairs. Bring back the state fair, butter sculptures, and all that. Um, A lot of them are going to have to follow guidance. And then they also, or Ohio, not just DeWine, um, they changed some of the restrictions on like wedding stuff. So now I don't think there's like any restrictions on the ceremony piece where it used to be like 25% and social distancing and masks and everything. I think now for your ceremony, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But also I feel like no one was following that when it was in place. Yeah. Oh no, there was no way. I have not once seen a socially distant wedding. Like everyone posts on Facebook. They're like, it's like all these pictures. We're taking this very seriously for a special day. We've we're taking all the precautions and then they post their wedding video two weeks later and you just see a mosh pit of people breathing Uh. Like sharing drinks, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, um, no. So it's super interesting that like Dewine is saying that these things will be open, and when we say like precautions will be, you know, taken into consideration, I'm thinking like open air spaces, kind of like how the um Grammys were, like they were in person, but they were like outside. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like that, like masks, still social distancing. But I kind of have this like pit in my stomach right now because unlike when the when the um pandemic started and we didn't really know what we were getting into i feel like we sort of now have enough information but i'm not sure how this whole like reopening thing is gonna work it's like are you gonna have to be vaccinated or like are people gonna go and like i don't know i can't picture it like i don't know what this new normal looks like oh yeah i'm and still very, and i'm like very stressed much. out about it but i don't need i don't know i don't need to be i'm just like maybe i'll just stay home forever i don't know yeah <laughs> um it's it's gonna be very interesting but either way it's hopeful it's a step in the right direction hopefully and yeah um, i feel hopeful but i don't know yeah. where to like place my hope you know what i mean it's like I'm still stuck in my house every day I'm still working from home I have all this hope now but I'm like where is this going what are we doing what's happening exactly and then sometimes I get a little nostalgic of like oh but I'm gonna miss when like everyone was working from home and like oh my god I don't know I don't know I I I have too much time on my hands like lately just to just to think one thing that I am this is like getting so beside the point but one thing that I am really um I was gonna say looking forward to but I just completely forgot what I was saying so never mind Uh, what else do we have in news oh this one's exciting about Heartfelt oh. Cycle Studio. I'm super pumped about this because we talked about um, this Yoga on High location on 5th, the mm-hmm. Yoga on High on 5th in Grandview, um, about hopefully it would be like reopening. Um, it is reopening, but new ownership, new studio. It's going to be a Heartfelt Cycle Studio, mm-hmm. which um, Heartfelt did uh, uh, blah. Heartfelt owns a yoga studio or operates a yoga studio in the short North and they opened in February of 2020. So as you can imagine, not a great year for, um, opening an in-person yoga studio. So that sucks for them, but they're moving forward. They're going to open a cycle studio and it looks awesome. I've been following them on Instagram and checking out on the, all the progress and I live down the street. So I've been like seeing they're getting new plants and like cleaning it all up. Um, it's the only queer owned cycle studio in Columbus, Ohio. So that's super neat. And they have an Indigo or Indigo. I think it's Indigo. Indigo. They're like raising um, money. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're raising money because they're trying to make it as inclusive as possible. So they want to make sure the bikes are adjustable and like super adjustable and can have like a higher capacity of weight. Cause a lot of people don't know this, but like spin bikes don't have a great weight capacity. Mm-hmm. So it's not super inclusive. So they're looking to get some bikes that can actually like fit everyone That's and awesome. allow everyone to feel comfortable and want to come there. So I think that is awesome. Um, definitely excited to check that out and yay. We love fitness. Yay. We do. Speaking of fitness, I'm still excited for um, the, um, what's the place that you go to? It's called Studio Torch. Yeah. There's a Studio Torch opening in Franklinton yes. under, underneath River and Rich. And my friend just said, because my friend lives in those apartments and she was like, hey, do you want to go when it opens? And I was like, yes, I do. So it's been really cool because um, there's a one-line coffee shop there. The Yellow Brick Pizza down there finally opened up. So that's there. There's Jewel, Jewel Weed, which is a um, like flower shop. There are a few other things. There's like Citrine, which is a hair salon and they have like um, estheticians. There's a boudoir photo shoot place. Huh. Where you can just go get naked pictures of yourself taken. And then there's like an art and craft DIY bar. You can like drink and do arts and crafts. So a great addition to that little strip of like Franklinton is going to be yeah. Studio Torch. So I can't I wait. know Studio Torch has been trying to open this studio for the past like two years. I So sure. it's really, really exciting. Um, if you haven't ever been to Studio Torch class, they are freaking awesome. Um, it's where I go every morning and I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, apparently they are getting close because word on the street is they have moved in their equipment. Yeah. They're, they were training so. all their new instructors the past two weeks. So they had like $5 drop-in classes, I think. Oh, that's cool. So very, very awesome. So lots of new options between Heartfelt Cycle once it gets funded. And if you want to contribute, you can. And then Studio Torch once that opens. So if you're in the downtown area and you're in need of some exercise, we got you covered. And if you want to go the alternate route and just eat, um, oh, that's me. Food <laughs> Hi, yeah. um, Boxwood Biscuits that opened this past weekend. Yay! Good. I them. walked past it um, a couple weekends ago when I was in the short north, and it's so cute. I, I, I think I might try it this weekend. I think I might give it a goal, good old visit. And then my next food news was um, Harvest is now the official pizza of the zoo. That's so cool. That's so cool because of the fact that normally it's like Donato's or like Papa John's or it's really cool to see like a locally like small owned pizza chain be in a spot like this. And we can get into more uh, food news later with the cruise stadium. But it's also neat because um, Harvest has an infinite emphasis, almost said elephant emphasis on local farmer partnerships and like sustainable practices. And so that's like a really good partner for the zoo. Yeah, totally. And using a lot of like in-season foods in their menu. Yeah. And then also um, in trail news, like not walking trails, but food trails, (laughs) County, which is the county adjacent to Franklin, kind of like South. It's got some new, two new trails they are doing a Route 33 beer trail, so similar to the Ale Trail, but it's got some local breweries that I assume are on and off of like Route 33 down south. 
And then also they launched the Sweet Tooth Trail, which is 15 locally owned businesses um, that do donuts, cookies, extreme milkshakes, ice cream, and more. And oh my then gosh. Yeah. Why would you want a regular milkshake when you could have an extreme milkshake? Exactly. And then they also have like a Java Trail, which is like a coffee trail or other caffeinated drink which with eight local shops. So if you're looking something to do to just kind of like half get out of uh, Columbus, that's a good idea. In my I, da- I dare someone to do this caffeine trail in one day, go to all eight in one day. Tell me how you feel after. Uh, probably feel pretty good. I, I think I'd caffeine. rather do the entire be- beer trail than do eight caffeine stops. I don't know. I I would 100% rather do eight caffeine stops. I mean, I have to drink decaf coffee because I get addicted to it so quickly. Like, Mm. I love it. So I love how caffeine makes me feel. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Bojangles is coming to Columbus. If you are familiar with that, like Southern fried chicken place. I'm not. What kind of cuisine do they serve? I've heard of it. It's it's very similar to Cane's. Uh, Um, Is it better than Cane's though? I haven't ate there and I also don't like Cane's. So (laughs) I am not the person to ask this question. But what is neat about this is um, they're bringing 15 locations to Columbus. So that's that's a decent amount. That's a lot. And Columbus is the only new market that the restaurant is expanding to. So they're doing a 45 unit expansion deal. And Columbus is the only one that's in like a new spot. The rest are like in markets they currently reside in. There's a lot of competition. I got to say, because like aside, like aside from In-N-Out, I feel like we have every single chain that there is. Like you name it, we have it. We do, we go through the alphabet. We got Arby's, we got Burger King, we got Cane's, we got, um, what starts with D? Del Taco soon. I mean, yes, I don't yeah. know. Max and Irma's yeah we have it all like I don't know you can't I feel like there isn't another place in the U.S. you can go and get Chick-fil-A and Cane's and Shake Shack and Wendy's Dunkin Donuts Starbucks like everything we have it um Steak and Shake like I'd argue that probably a lot of like uh uh, cities especially like suburban cities with huge suburb populations have that but Ohio find it here we've got it so that's there you go (laughs) that's that um, and my last little piece of food news is Catalina's in Harrison West has is opening again. So they were I never. I didn't realize it had it was closed down. So it was carry much. out only um, or outdoor dining only as well yeah. for a long time through the summer. And then Rye River Social is opening again, which is a new place that like opened at the very beginning of COVID opened for a little bit, closed for a little bit, opened for a little bit, closed for a little bit, but looks really good. It looks really cool. Um, and I would like to check it out. So going to try to get in there while it's in that open window. I just want to say like, since we're talking about things reopening and we've been manifesting on this podcast and thus far it's been working, um, number one podcast in all of Columbus. Um, I really hope that Lawbird Bar doesn't transition back to what they were pre-COVID because I love what they have so much. Like, I don't know. To be honest, their food was weird and their drinks were tiny and overpriced and it smelled weird in there before. So, like, if they could just keep up the vibes with, like, the weekly donation cocktail and the whole free, like, the whole refrigerator of pre-mixed cocktails with, like, weird snacks and cool wines, I'm all for it. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Um, Moving along, I mean, that could be, like, a political hot take, but I have some actual political news for this podcast. So, these are just stories that, like, honestly, I feel like never end and we've been following them forever. 
But there's a stall on the case of Larry Householder, which if you aren't familiar, he was the previous Speaker of the House of the Ohio um, State Senate. And he kind of was like, well, actually, he was arrested for his entanglements with this House bill um, that he got like $60 million in bribe money. And then we bailed out all of these um, coal plants. It's, it's a mess. So anyway, here's the update. Ohio's 66 House Republicans met yesterday afternoon to discuss what to do about him. Um, they're still not coming to a consensus. They have like sort of two options. They could is- expel him um, or they could impeach him. And they're, I th- it sounds like the House Republicans are like going back and forth because in order to expel him, it would take 66 of the 99 members to vote yes. And um, they're like, you know, sure that all f- 35 Democrats would vote yes. So it's just a matter of like, would enough Republicans vote to expel him or would they rather impeach him? But he can only be expelled for like one thing. And so they'd have to like pick if it was, you know, like the bribery or if it was the misuse of his power, whatever. Whereas I think if they impeach him, maybe they can like um, uncover more topics or more corruption or whatever. So anyway, we're following that. Um, But in happier news to some of us, I don't know, it depends. Um, Dr. Amy Acton may run for U.S. Senate, not just Ohio, but like nationally. Um, And her potential candidacy has displaced another um, potential running mate. Or like there's another guy who's like some Fox correspondent who was thinking about running and then um, when Amy Acton announced that she might run, he was like, nah, I'm dropping out. But all of this is over Rob Portman's seat because he has decided he will not run again, not seek re-election. Um, but I think that's super cool that Dr. Amy Acton is considering a run. Um, just speculating, like not knowing any information. I feel like when she was on the board of um, the Ohio Department of Health, or when she was the director of the Ohio Department of Health, she saw a lot of things that she was like, you know what, this isn't that cool. Maybe this isn't how the system should work. I would like to tweak some things. She has like built a reputation for herself now. She's been like a very public face, especially because Ohio was one of the first places to like go through a lockdown at her recommendation. Um, that could be a very polarizing stance, I guess, if you are to run for office, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I think that'd be awesome to have another female on the ticket. So that's my politics update. Woohoo. Um, okay. Well, now we'll get into sports. Uh, so the Columbus Crew Stadium is going to be lit. Like yeah, we already knew there. Columbus Crew Ta-da. Stadium was going to be awesome. But now Ohio based, they just announced, um, like the food, food court, I don't, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, the food court and Ohio-based businesses are going to represent 40% of the concourse dining locations across the stadium. So that is super awesome. I'll read a list and a list of them in a second. Um, supporters will also be able to place their orders in like different ways, including like mobile pickup and self-service like kiosks at most con- concession stands. So less time waiting in line. And the lineup is going to be a lot of local restaurants, That's which awesome. I think is so, so cool because not stadium has something like this where they have like a shake shack and they have um ben's chili bowl but you know most times like when you go to a stadium it's like the hot dog the washington hot dog or something like that it's not really a restaurant um doesn't mean it's good i'll eat a hot dog from anywhere but uh the crew stadium is gonna have barrios tacos crafted culture brewing dirty franks hyped about that yes donata um dos hermanas Gamut Brewing, which I went there for the first time a couple weeks ago. It is beautiful and the beer is great. 
Hot Chicken Takeover, Legacy Smokehouse, Preston's, and Schmidt's. That is quite the lineup. And you that, love Preston's. Like, I do love Preston's. And I mean, even if you're not a soccer fan, like going there just for the food, like I think the Columbus Crew Stadium is my new favorite food hall in Columbus. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> North Market. I'm sorry. But um, dairy hasn't dairy. opened yet, but like I'm we sorry. already like, I mean- <laughs> I, I'm sorry, OG food hall, but like Columbus Crew Stadium, that's my new favorite food hall. I think that they're being really smart about this. And I wonder if like all of those ordering options were planned before COVID. But even if not, like, I guess if you think about it, planning a public arena space during a global pandemic is brilliant. Like you wouldn't want to be planning one after or before, but during mm-hmm. you would like learn a lot and maybe you could make changes. Um but yeah, this lineup is awesome. The only thing it's missing is Jenny's. <laughs> yeah, they do need an ice cream. I'm sure they will like have a, like a Grater's truck or a Jenny's truck, like little stop. But these ones yeah. are going to have like the full on like kitchen things, I For think. Sure. Anyway, super, super awesome. Pumped about that. Um, other thing I'm pumped about is OSU is a basketball school now. I mean, I say this every year because we are a basketball school. We do it all here at Ohio State. Um, they play in March Madness. They they were in the championship for um, the Big Ten, if you were unaware. They lost to Illinois in overtime, which Illinois is the least problematic Big Ten school. So fine with that because we beat Michigan by one point the day before. But OSU plays Oral Roberts, which I have never, ever heard of. I don't think that's even a real school. Wait, Sounds what did like you a- say it's called? Oral Roberts. Hmm. Well, doesn't that sound kind of like a toothpaste or mouthwash or something? I don't know if that's, yeah, I don't know if I'm buying that. Anyway, they play uh, March Madness at 3 p.m. on a Friday, which makes me really miss like being in in an office because I can only imagine how an office in like Columbus 3 p.m. on a Friday when OSU is playing March Madness would be. Yeah. I think it'd be like just the chillest time ever and um anyway wow i'm oral, excited about that oral roberts university is a private evangelical university in tulsa oklahoma mm-hmm. yeah sounds fake yeah anyway um <laughs> and then women's basketball they're done they didn't they didn't make it to march madness this year they tried they tried and the Columbus Clippers are set to open on May 11th. No word yet in how they're doing fans or what they're tr- they're scheduling. I was going to ask like what per- what capacity percentage, but nothing yet. But I'm sure by May 11th, everything will kind of be changing a little bit. So it's no use in planning for today when in two weeks everyone 16 and up will have the vaccine and they have a month even from then to open. So I think we are going to see some good Clippers games this summer. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, our last season was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So if our next season is indicative of Columbus has really one... been killing the sports between um, the crew winning and the Clippers winning and OSU basketball or OSU basketballs in March Madness. But OC football game to the national championship. Like we are a sports town. Wasn't there one more that we had that won? Um, the Blue Jackets didn't win, but there was like the Blue Browns got close. I don't know. Like, yeah, the Browns don't play in Columbus. But yes, I reiterate your statement. Go Columbus everything. Yes. Okay. What do we got to do in Columbus this weekend or just in general? <laughs> Okay, this is my um, really smallest of things to do. Okay. One is 614 Columbest is open up again for voting. So if you need ideas, just go go vote on things and pick things you want to do that 
people have indicated are the best in Columbus. Um, the second thing I have is outdoor dining opens up again, March 15th. Um, I saw Wolf's Ridge is really amping up their patio game for this summer. Like it's they're just in time for St. Patrick's day. Yeah, exactly. So that is exciting. And then the last thing I have is service relief for hospitality workers is distributing their next round of grants. So this is a local Columbus um, nonprofit that was set up at the beginning of COVID. I believe right. we talked about it to distribute grants to those who work in the service industry who, you know, are suffering because of the pandemic. And you can go to servicerelief.org and they're doing like a silent auction right now um, to in support of the different grants they're trying to give out. And you can win like a uh, a meal, a private meal for six people Ooh. prepared by some of the city's local chefs. And I was looking and there was only like five bids. So if you and your friends like get together and go on on this, like that would be a great thing to do. Private meal and not me clicking on the link right now. Yeah, exactly. So sounds really fun. Um, definitely recommend it, but like keep it actually, no, don't keep it low key. Cause we want them to, we want them to make a lot. lot of money, yeah. but I also would like to win. Did you do it already? Not yet. I need to look at my calendar and look into it more, but anyway, very exciting stuff. Woo-hoo. Go Bucks. I was going to say all of the places that are doing green beer this week. Um, it's honestly so crazy to think about St. Patrick's day because I feel like St. Patrick's day last year, we saw pictures of like Mike DeWine getting pickup on his way home. He's like, the restaurants may be closed, but you can still take out food. Does that, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just like, I feel like St. Patrick's Day always has weird memories in my mind because um, OSU always sends everyone home on spring break. Like they purposely have spring break. So no one's on campus for St. Patrick's Day. In my mind, that's smart. why they do that. Um, so I never really celebrate St. Patrick's Day because I'm normally on spring break, just chilling, doing spring break yeah. things. So Whoa. it doesn't feel like St. Patrick's Day when you're on spring break. And then last year was like pandemic and heck yeah, it was. Um, all right. Well, that's what we got for you this week. So, uh, be safe, make smart choices, go for Get your shot if you can. Don't forget you can, if you want it, you can find it here. Yes. From LGBTQ inclusive cycling bars to relief for uh, local local hospitality workers. I don't know. What mm-hmm. more could you ask for? Okay. Bye.